Mano a mano live. Cuéntame, mi negro. Well, it's Mano a Mano live. It's Monday night. It's 8CP. It's war. It's Kenny T. Right out of Uptown, New York. Uptown, baby. Uptown in Washington Heights. I'm coming at you also uptown, but from the South Boogie Down Bronx. It's Mano a Mano live with Kenny T. How's it going, fam? Can't complain, brother. You already know. Great weekend for boxing, man. Lots of energy this weekend. And then, you know, a couple of good MMA fights, too, although we don't talk about MMA on this channel. Well, not not often unless I'm trashing MMA compared to boxing most of the time. But sometimes we talk a little MMA, not very often, though. And, of course, it was Canelo Alvarez, the showstopper, the main event. It was sweet chin music Saturday night. He took care of Caleb Plant uh, by KO. A lot of people gave Caleb Plant a lot of credit for this win. I give him credit for his toughness. But honestly, Kenny, I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to get your thoughts on this in a moment. Canelo was always in control of that fight. He was waiting for the right moment to take out Caleb Plant. I didn't see a Canelo that got hurt. I didn't see a Canelo that got buzzed. I didn't see a Canelo that got put back on the defense too much. Um, I saw Canelo that, yes, had to solve a puzzle against a very big 168-pounder uh, in Caleb Plant, who was doing his best to box defensively kind of behind a jab and do a lot of shoulder rolls and feints. And a lot of people were comparing him to Mayweather. I don't really know how accurate that was because Floyd made people miss and pay quite a bit, especially when he was – at 130 and 135 and 140 pounds. But look, I give Caleb Plant credit for stepping in there, for getting the bag. He did go 11 rounds with one of the best ever to do it at 168 pounds. The new undisputed 168 pounder of the world, the super middleweight champion of the world, Canelo Alvarez, did it yet again. Four wins in under 365 days undisputed champion he did it not by taking on a guy who was already undisputed like jermaine taylor and picking up all the belts at once which is a great accomplishment but canelo did it belt by belt champion by champion fight by fight it culminated saturday night kenny what were your thoughts of this past weekend's main event beast man beast canelo executed his plan exactly how he wants to exactly how he usually does you know uh study the opponent first few rounds give off uh, let the opponents have a few rounds in the beginning you know figure out the puzzle as you said um the puzzle seems to be a little annoying for canelo at a certain point you know you could see uh not defeat or anything of the sort, but you could see like he kept on like exhaling like you know uh with the with every time he got like tapped with the little jab it wasn't a, a jab that was really causing damage or anything like that but i think uh plant did a good job at keeping the jab on him uh he did a good job defensively for the first few rounds uh i think he did a good job in lasting to the 11th round i i thought that this fight would have ended between eight and ten you know uh but canelo did, did what canelo does to bigger guys 
He doesn't uh, stand there in the pocket for too long, not until he gets the guy beat and tired in the later rounds. He doesn't take too much punishment early on. He stays at a distance where he can hit and move back, step out the way if he has to, and potentially not get hit. Caleb Plant was a little long. as The jab was landing more than, than usual, you know. Uh, props to both fighters. But, you know, props, like I, I guess like you said, props props to Caleb Plant for lasting. Props for showing some, some uh, better defense than most. Uh, for looking way better than than Billy Joe Saunders, uh, for not getting the orbital bone broken, you know, <laughs> like you got <laughs> you got to give uh, give the man some sort of props for being tough, some sort of props for his defense because it wasn't only his toughness that kept him in the fight for that long. His defense also kept him in the fight for that long because he was moving a lot, able to stay out of range with that jab that he used more as a defensive thing instead of an offensive tool. Uh, after a certain point, it looked like he was just trying to survive the 12. Yeah, I agree. And the difference I see between Billy Joe and Caleb Plant, obviously other than one being Southpaw and one being Orthodox, is I do think Billy Joe was doing his best to stay inside the pocket with Canelo, uh, kind of circle him, uh, stay on the inside of the ring. And Caleb Plant was moving to the ropes, I thought, a lot more than Billy Joe Saunders did. That's number one. And number two, I feel like, look, Billy Joe was never really a natural 168-pounder, and Caleb Plant was physically, like, much more impressive, like, just in terms of his size in the ring than Billy Joe was. But you're right. I think we got to a certain point where it looked like uh, Canelo was mostly going after Plant, and Plant was in survival mode. And I would say that prior to the orbital bone, being crushed with Billy Joe that I didn't really see Billy Joe doing that quite as much. Um, so I do think there, there are multiple reasons why the fight did go a little bit longer in this one, but look, he did go 12, 11 rounds. Um, you know, I, I don't want to like overstate how impressive that is because at the end of the day, the result was the same. I mean, Canelo has been brutally knocking out his opponents and uh, that's what happened saturday night um it possibly could have been even more brutal than it was but uh, as you were saying kind of kenny i think you were saying this and he was after the second first knockdown and he was just 100 complete survival mode um in, including turning his back on canelo or turning his back on the referee which is why i was quite surprised when i heard people saying that uh my brother ness from the boxing voice was actually saying that he felt it was an early stoppage um don't quite know how that could be said or where that could kind of be seen. Uh, can't really say for sure that that's what Ness said because I didn't hear him say that. But I did hear people telling me that that Ness uh, was saying that. Um, but look, I didn't hear it from from him himself, so I probably shouldn't even even say that. But hey, look, it's another win for Canelo. Uh, I see a couple scenarios here, two paths. One is to stay at 168 pounds and take on some of the contenders there, whether it's a David uh, Morrell Jr., who's the regular champion at 168 with the WBA, whether it's uh, a Zach Parker, a mandatory with the WBO uh, out of England, uh, whether it's David Benavides, which is a name a lot of people uh, seem to want Canelo to take on, who's also at 168, and I believe is going to be fighting 
uh, this weekend. We're going to get to those fights uh, later on. Or the alternative path that I see is him going up to 175 pounds, taking on the likes of a Joe Smith, you know, out of here in the, in, in the New York area. Um, you've got Bivol. You've got uh, Baturviev. And you've also got his compatriot, Zurdo Ramirez. So, look, there are some options there. But let's get to the super chat. First one of the night. Uh, no sound effects tonight, guys. I don't have my mixing board with me, unfortunately. Bing, I'm bing, getting... bing. There you go. There you go. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Kenny just provided it. I'm getting settled back into my place. I've literally been on the road for the past two months, and I'm getting back into my place. I'll have my system fully set up next week. But Nando Llamas, el numero uno, aquí en Maestro A Boxeo, says, has the PBC done a disservice to plant Benavides Jamal's development with too many cupcakes? Talent is real, but not enough hard rounds. Look, it's a great point, Nando. I said it going into this fight. Steel sharpens steel. And you're not going to be prepared for a guy like Canelo taking on the lights of Fig and Bunce, Mike Lee, and Caleb Truex. That being said, I think the PBC does a great job of getting their guys paid. Caleb Plant got a $10 million payday plus an upside of pay-per-view. Um, would he have gotten that had he taken L's against higher-level competition in advance of a Canelo, who I think would have beat him either way? Uh, probably not, because undefeated records and world titles matter when it comes to paydays in, in the sport of boxing. So it's a valid point. I think it would have made him probably more competitive. But what if he had gotten beat? That's the other flip side of the coin. I don't know that Caleb Plant would have beaten the other guys with the PBC at 168. And I've been saying that consistently. I think David Morrell Jr. is a more talented fighter. And I also think that uh, David Benavides is. So it's 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 an open question. Kenny, what do you think about that? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I think that for now, right now, it's time for Plant to fight everybody. Benavides and Jamal have been lost, so they're going to stay protected. Uh, it does stunt their growth for sure. But, uh, you know, uh, these guys, besides practicing and being very skilled dudes, these guys have God-given talents, you know, like, and they stay training regardless of getting the tough rounds in the ring, you know. I think it's definitely a disservice to themselves. Uh, it's not a disservice to the bank account, but, you know, I guess the bank, the, uh, uh, the bank account, the, the big bank is paying the bills. But at the end of the day, it's not really helping their legacy. Do these guys care about legacy? I don't know. It's so it, it all depends on the character, right? Uh, we don't know what these people's goals are. For myself, as a boxing fan, I'd rather see them fight everybody. And regarding Canelo, whether he should move up or stay at 168, if anything, I'd like to see him fight Benavidez, just because Benavidez is probably, the, in, in my opinion, the strongest candidate in 168. And Benavidez also talks a lot of smack and a lot of trash. And, you know, I think that's the one, the one last great fight for him to have at 168. And I think it's time for him to move to 175, right? Canelo already got Big Bang. He ain't chasing Big Bang. Canelo's chasing legacy. If you're going to chase legacy, yo, go unify at 175. You know, start off at 175 like you did at 168, right? Uh, pick, a, pick up a 175-pound Rocky Felding. To start yeah. off and, and see how you, if you could take them hits or not, see how you feel, see how the size feels. After that, after your first Rocky Felden, jump into the fire and start bait, belt chasing. 
Well, I, I, the name I threw out there was Joe Smith Jr., uh, a guy who I actually thought lost uh, to, in, his, in his last fight. Um, I don't remember how, how you had that one, Kenny, but I felt, I felt that uh, Glassoff, um, I believe it was Dennis Glassoff that he fought, right, the, the Russian opponent. I thought that he did a quite, quite well uh, against him, at least. Oh, sorry, Maxim Blasov, sorry. I'm getting my, my Russians mixed up. I thought he did quite well against Joe Smith Jr. I definitely think Joe Smith Jr. holding the title that Canelo knocked out Sergey Kovalev for a, a while back. That would be a good entry point back into the 175-pound division. And, yes, yeah, Sergeant, I think Vlasov was robbed. I, I thought that he clearly won that fight. Um, and, you know, he probably would be a guy that would pose a much a much more difficult challenge for Canelo than a Joe Smith Jr. just because of his his range, his size, his his kind of master of mastery of distance and timing. You know, Ness yesterday I was on the boxing voice and he threw out um the Bridgerweight division and he got quite uh annoyed with me, I guess, for saying that I didn't really think that Canelo being a guy going after legacy is gonna be a, a guy who's gonna be going after uh a a, a pretty much a made up division that for whatever reason, I think it was a publicity stunt, uh, was named after a, a boy who uh, was mauled by a dog. Like, it's, it was a tragedy, but I don't really think being mauled by a dog or, you know, being, you know, in any other type of tragedy is, is tragedy rather is, is reason to be naming or, and creating new, new weight classes and belts. But the call me cynical, I just think that that was a, a publicity stunt by the WBC, and uh, I don't really think that that Canelo's interested in in those kind of things. I think Canelo's interested in going after real divisions, real titles with real legacies and real histories behind them. And I personally don't see Bridger weight and a fight against Oscar Rivas as being that. So I, I don't know. What what are your thoughts on Canelo going after Rivas for a Bridger weight title, Kenny? Why? <laughs> my thought, my thoughts exactly. So, look, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that those are the fights for him. 168, you got Benavides. And look, we interviewed Benavides. We also interviewed Plant. And Benavides talks trash. And I felt he was really defending himself against Plant, who when we were asking Plant about a fight with Den- Benavides, kept bringing up Benavides' personal issues. Um, but Benavides has actually been nothing but respectful as it comes to uh, Canelo. Um, so, I don't really see too much trash talking necessarily happening between them. But, yeah, trust me, I agree with you. If if it ever does get to that, uh, David Benavides is able to to back himself up, uh, not just in the fight game, but in the talking game too. And, and I feel like like uh, uh, him fighting a dude like Benavides would cement, like, I'm the best at 168 because I, I don't know about you, but off the eye test, being that you know Benavides and Plant having fought Benavides and and Kovalev having fought Benavides, all the Benavides hasn't fought all the guys that Canelo took the belt from. So off of the eye test, I think Benavides is a better fighter than all those three other guys, four other guys. Yes. So look, I put up a video earlier. Some of you might have already seen it. Um, it was a little bit about being undisputed, what it means to be undisputed. 
And, you know, I'm going to revisit a little bit of it today. Uh, might even talk about it another time. Uh, but I'm, I'm, let's just call it what it is. I'm a bit of a purist when it comes to these things. Uh, and there are kind of two camps on this as it relates to Undisputed. Uh, one camp is that Canelo is what he wanted to become, which is the first Mexican Undisputed champion in the four belt era. And the first Latino champion in the four belt era. And by Latino, we mean obviously someone from the country south of the border. Um, you know, Mexico being one of the biggest or the biggest uh, one, um, I believe, anyways. Maybe if you count Brazil, Brazil is. But look, the first Latino, it, regardless, to win four belts in one division in the four belt era. But that seems to, I guess, be a little bit controversial because apparently there are a bunch of people who believe that Teofimo Lopez uh, is undisputed, but I figured it out. Um, you know, so I got to apologize to all those who watched my video uh, earlier in, in the day uh, where I was questioning uh, all of that because it seems like I might have got it wrong because I totally forgot something. And what I forgot is that uh, Teofimo is actually the first Spanish um, unified champion in the history of the sport. So uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll start calling him Don Quixote uh, moving forward, the famous uh, Cervantes character. But uh, he's definitely not the first Latino uh, to win a uh, – sorry, he's definitely not the first Latino to become four-belt undisputed champion in the four belt era so you know but he might be i don't know people might want to look into this uh he might be the first spanish unified uh titleist in the history of the sport uh, so moving forward um it's teofimo don quixote lopez and uh we'll just uh let canelo continue to claim his status as the first mexican and first latino uh 100 uh, sorry undisputed champion in the four belt era this uh not only being that but also being 168 kenny what are your thoughts on teofimo lopez showing up at the post-fight press conference with not just one wcbc title but two uh and an additional four other belts so canelo was there with his four belts plus the ring belt Teofimo, I guess, felt he needed to show up with um, six belts uh, and and stand there on stage. Yeah, Adane, I know that that he's not Spanish and virtuoso. You don't, I guess, know my my history. I I, I fully well know that he's not Spanish, but he did used to fly the Spanish flag uh, when he entered the ring. He actually did it multiple times when I watched him live here at the Garden. And Kenny Kenny can attest to that. So. He was claiming Spanish heritage, hence my my Don Quixote reference. But yes, I do know his family's from from Honduras. But yes, Kenny, what are your thoughts on him showing up and posing uh, with those belts? I think it's a complete clout chaser move. Uh, I think it's corny, right? Uh, it just looks corny. He's looking for extra attention, right? Like Canelo didn't show up to T.O. for most fight with his belts. You know what I'm saying? Taylor didn't show up to Canelo's fight with his belts. Uh, no one. Like, why? Why you, you didn't even fight that night? 
like you, you were there as a, a, a perspective, excuse me, a person viewing the fight. So why do you even have your belts at the location? You know what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't make sense. It's very corny. It's a cloud chasing move. Um, if I was Canelo, I would have pulled the get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here, man. I would I would have pulled that out on them because you straight cloud chasing. You all up in my space. You, you didn't win shit today. You're not even unified, bro. You're not undisputed. Excuse me. So <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> and I and actually saw uh, 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 another YouTube video. I'm not sure if it's actual true because I was trying to see if I could find the audio of it, of uh when Canelo and Teofimo Lopez were there with the bus, but supposedly uh, Canelo told Teofimo that he's not uh, undisputed and that he still has work to do and to go get the last belt. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, well, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think about, like, the whole process of this. It's like him and his dad packing up their luggage in Tennessee, you know, filling out uh, suitcases with belts, Fly, taking an Uber over to the airport, deciding whether to put it in carry-on or, or checking it in as baggage, uh, showing up to another man's fight with six belts, including two WBC belts. It's like you're trying to, like, double emphasize, I guess, the fact that you're a WBC champion, and I guess Devin Haney is not. I, I don't know. So, look, uh, the GOAT Mario P asked me to, 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 to say why I think uh, Devin Haney is the champion. It, it's, yeah, I know it was in, in Vegas, D-South, but I believe he lives in Tennessee last time I checked. Um, I believe he relocated there, so I, I do get it. Look, everybody's nitpicking everything I have to say about this. But look, uh, the fact is, I, I can't think of another time when someone showed up to somebody else's fights with any belts, let alone six, Um and then stood up on stage, I guess, what, to prove that he's undisputed. I mean, he's not undisputed. Devin Haney is the WBC lightweight champion of the world. If you want to know why, it's simple. Lomachenko essentially vacated his WBC title and took a trophy as a replacement. Now, Mauricio Suleiman was on the record as saying that the WBC franchise champion is not a championship it's not a world championship but it is a designation i didn't understand why they needed that because they already had the diamond title which for whatever reason you never hear of anymore uh they also had all of these maya belts and um what's the other one the uh mestizo belt and uh every time there's another fight a, a new belt they had the big shiny money belt for floyd mayweather you remember that one kenny um, so they created this belt. It, we were all told that it couldn't be defended in the ring. It couldn't be transferred. And that's the end of the story. Like if I shared my screen right now, I'd go right to the WBC website and it lists Devin Haney as the world champion. So that's disputed. It's, it's disputed. Like it's not undisputed. No one else under any circumstances right now can say that they are a, 140-pound champion like Josh Taylor or a 168-pound champion like Canelo. It's literally undisputed, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Devin Haney is, by definition, 
disputing the fact that Teofimo Lopez is undisputed. It's it's not that complicated. And it's also not that complicated to resolve this whole situation, Kenny. Get into the ring and fight. I, I hope. I really hope. I really hope. For Teofimo's sake, for the sake of boxing and his fans, I really hope that Teofimo fights Devin Haney before moving up to 140. He supposedly shook with uh, um, Eddie Hearn. I actually saw the video regarding the fight. He shook with Haney's pops. You know, uh, he won't shake with Haney. Who gives a fuck they're about to fight? But hopefully that shake means something. And after this fight with Cambosis, uh, uh, hopefully he does fight Haney. If he comes out victorious out of this Cambosis fight, which I definitely think he will, he's going for the first round knockout. We shall see what happens. By the way, if you're watching the video, please hit the like button. Please subscribe. Support my man Maestro and HCP. Let's keep going. You're on mute. Absolutely, Kenny. Thank you so much. Hey, hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notifications button. Uh, make sure you know every time we go live. And uh, make sure you subscribe to all of the networks across the HCP network of channels. That's here, Matra Boxing. That's D-Style Boxing. That's G-Funky Boxing. Who's going up right next after us? And we've got our affiliate channels as well, like Ringside Reporter, also member of the community. And um, make sure you're checking out Calix Boxing and Christine in the ring as well. We got a lot of channels here affiliated with um, ATP. It's not just mine. Look, I'm going to let the chat decide this one if i'm wrong i'm wrong but let's do it is canelo the first un sorry the first latino let's put the word in there latino whatever that means i'll put the uh, quotations around it latino undisputed world champion in the five sorry four belt era uh kenny give your thoughts and then i'll put this in on the chat uh, do the super chat first. Oh, uh, Nando again. I need the, the, the sound effects though, Kenny. You know, the mixing. Bing, here. Bing, bing. There we go. Thank you. So, Nando <laughs> says Teofimo is undisputed per Ric Flair rules. To be the man, you got to beat the man. Whoo. Okay. So, I'm guessing that's a vote for uh, no uh, to the poll question which I am about to get to right now. Is Canelo the first Latino undisputed world champion in the four-belt era? Very simple question. Very simple answer. Uh, You're either going to put yes or you're going to put no. It's that simple. All right, so take a look at the chat, guys. Get your vote in. I'm being called a liar for having the opinion that I have about Devin Haney. Hey, look, uh, Nika, it, it is what it is, a junior Nika. You know, if if you think Teofimo is, you can put a, ne- a yes there. Uh, if you're like me and you think that Canelo is, sorry, if you, you think it's, it's Teofimo, you can put a no. If you're like me and you think it's Canelo, you can put a, le- a yes. Um, but I, I think it's pretty uh, obvious at least that it was clout chasing Saturday night, the six belts, you know, and uh, 
if anyone wants to come and talk about it, I'm actually going to drop the link. Um, come on early if you want. I know I invited G Fungi to come on later, but G Fungi can come on whenever he wants to. And uh, I'll obviously take the opinion of the community here live as well. It's Monday night. It's Mano a Mano live with Kenny T. And of course, we will be followed because it's Monday night. That means it's 8CP is war. That means we'll be going uh, live next to G-Funky and HCP Uncensored. Isan, what's going on, brother? What are your thoughts? What's up? What's up? I hope you guys are doing good. And um, I mean, my thoughts are basically the same. Can't hear you. Can't hear you, fam. I think I mean, uh, tell you don't have the the WBO. W, they don't recognize the franchise belt. The three other sanctioning bodies don't recognize that title. You can't unify what you didn't have. Loma didn't have the world title, so Tio couldn't get it from him. It's that simple. Yeah, I, I, you're right. I mean, it's not just Maestro. It's not just Kenny. It's the heads of the WBO, the IBF, and the WBA. And I guess you know, you know, as a fan, you have it's the right me. to ignore them. But I mean. It's undisputed feels, literally means undisputed, guys. Meaning there's no yeah. dispute. There's a dispute. The WBA's disputing it. The IBF's disputing it. The WBO's disputing it. And it's the, the, the WBC champions undisputed. Go ahead, Isan. Sorry. Oh, so, no, it's my my internet's cutting out. So sometimes it'll like sound like you're not you're done talking. I don't want to interrupt you, but. It's basically the same thing as with the WBA regular title. You can't unify that title because it's not the world title. It's it's that simple. People just don't want to. People are just TOs really like big fans. That's really it at the end of the day. Because you can't unify what you didn't have. They don't. Re- nobody recognizes that as the world title. If that's the case, then you got to say people like Tank are three division champions or whatever. It's bullshit. <laughs> It, oh, it depends no, you're, what, they, what the criteria right. for an actual belt is. And now that they have all these belts in the mix, it uh, confuses everybody in the public who's not deeply into boxing like our community. Well, yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. And the other thing, too, is I guess, I guess, I mean, look, you, you're either going to have it two ways here. One, you can say that Canelo's a liar when he's saying that he's the first Latino uh, to become undisputed champion in the four belt era, or you could follow me along the lines of my joke and essentially say that, well, I guess it's because Teofimo's Spanish, right? I mean, wasn't he flying the the Spanish flag into all of his fights here at, 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 in New York City? I mean, um, you, know, you know what else? He's, is funny? he's coming. In, he's coming into New York like he's some kind of conquistador. You know, you know, like Cortez and, and, and these other dudes. Well, I guess that's why he's not the first Latino, right? I, I don't know. You guys you guys tell me. Uh, you're, you're up, Isan. Um, another thing, too, more evidence that the franchise title doesn't hold any weight. Because Canelo was franchised at 160. He could have easily gone to 68. And instead of having the vacant WBC put on the line in the Callum Smith fight, he could have just said, hey, make me WC, WBC franchise at this weight too since I was at 160. But he said he knew he wasn't going to do that because he knows you have to have the world title to be undisputed. 
people don't understand the franchise is just a, it's literally a designation like they give you a belt as like a trophy basically but it's it's a designation literally like they send you a piece of paper says hey you're now a franchise champion you don't have any mandatory nothing like that that's really it but the actual belt doesn't go to you that's why canelo went for the vacant wbc belt because he knows you need the world title to be undisputed not franchise that's really it's really that simple i can't believe this has been going on this stupid debate for the past like year and a half now it's crazy yeah it's 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 been going on it's been going on for a minute uh isan i'm gonna bring in d style boxing you got anything else you want to say isan before i let you go no nah, man i'll keep listening to good talking real quick with you man and uh, thank a, you isan have a good night guys you too you too you take good care night, it is el capitan d style boxing the quarterback of hcp uh a latino you know the uh the first Latino to run to run the round table, the real round table. I'm gonna give him that designation. So uh, I, I wanna if I may, um and I I, I just need to say this. And okay. and like and, and I just I can't help myself. I need to say it. Um <laughs> I, I think you're being petty about the whole thing with Teofimo Lopez. I gotta be honest with you. Like I think you're overblowing it. In my opinion, I think you're making this into this. Like, you know what I mean? Fair enough. Fair like, enough. I, I think, like, there is no way a top rank fighter was going to barge in, get on stage, and take pictures with Canelo while Canelo smiles next to him without Canelo already knowing about it. I'm not it's, disputing that. I'm not so disputing that. So I do believe he was an invited guest, and I think that's what the picture was about. I don't think he did the two WBC belts to one-up Canelo because he's said multiple times he looks up to Canelo, right? So I don't know if that's the case. I, I know I do know he has one of them is the franchise belt that he won from Diofimo Lopez, and the other one I believe is the diamond or some shit like that. But right. so, you know, and another thing, um, so Maestro, when a British fighter shows mm -hmm. up and they have the British flag, do you say to yourself, oh, my God, look at this. They're, they're, they're endorsing the British Empire that, you know, pillaged Africa and pillaged South yeah, yeah. America. And, and uh, like, they, 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 they haven't given land back to the Argentinians. And this is not like, like how dare they? Like, I just don't like. No, no, but I would, I would, I would, I would that do that. Lopez did not mean anything right, like I right, believe you're right. insinuating, right? right? Uh, <laughs> Lopez, it's not like, oh, hey, I'm the conquistador of all the Latinos. Like that's just not what he was doing. He just, I, well, I forgot if it's the mother or father's side are directly from Spain. That's it. There's really nothing else to the story. Really? <laughs> okay, that that. But all of this might be true. He may have been. He may have been invited. But I, I'm sure Lil Mama was invited when she went on stage. Don't, don't you think Lil Mama was invited when she went on stage, Kenny? I mean, she just didn't go up there, right? Uh, you guys may not know what I'm referencing. I have but no idea what you're talking about. A lot of, a lot of, it was, it was a, a female rapper who crashed a, a performance very famously um, after being like invited. Like, he didn't do the Kanye the on Taylor so, Swift. Like, that didn't happen. So, no, but that's that's number one. But no, I think the actual equivalent of D style would be Canelo. I'm gonna let you finish, but would, you know, no, yeah. I mean, that. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Canelo cares. To be honest, I just think it's obvious clout chasing. I think mm -hmm. it's. I think. I think yeah. ESPN 
uh, tweeting out essentially and, and reporting that Canelo has joined Teofimo as an undisputed champion is disingenuous to say the least. Um, I agree with Josh Taylor. There's two undisputed champions in the sport. The undisputed champions are Josh Taylor and Canelo Alvarez. It's a huge accomplishment what Teofimo did. It is. But the fact is, it's he's not undisputed. As soon as he wins against Devin Haney, I think he beats Devin Haney for the record. But he still, he still has to do it. Um, and, and for the last thing, it wouldn't be the equivalent of a British person flying the British flag. It would more like being a Jamaican fighter um, going into Madison Square Garden flying the, 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 the British flag. But, Plenty of, but Jam- no, 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 no. Uh, plenty I, of I, Jamaicans don't play. They, they don't represent Jamaica. They, they go play for teams in, in Europe, including England, <laughs> by the way, and do fly that flag all the time. And uh, no, you know, so, so I'm just saying. Like Teofimo Lopez would have been welcomed with open arms if he wanted to represent Spain in the Olympics. Okay, they wish they had to do like Teofimo Lopez, but he well, went they to do. Honduras. He went to represent a Latino country. That's what he went to do. After because he, he didn't make because he didn't make Team USA. 18, by the way, because he didn't make Team USA. But look, they should be proud. <laughs> they should be. They should. They should be. They should be proud in Spain because they have. Their first unified. They have their Come first on. unified, unified Spanish champion. Anyway, <laughs> this, is, this is the entire truth about, about okay, like, let's go, Lopez. He just makes himself look stupid time and time again by doing stupid things, stupid by making stupid decisions. The the the, the Spain thing. Bro, know your fucking history. You look like an ignorant fool that doesn't know your fucking history. That, that's not yeah. the flag that uh, 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 let me let me let me let me let me finish. If we want to talk uh, about knowing history, uh, we can talk about that. Let, let, let me let me finish. He makes himself look stupid time and time again. As great as a, of a fighter as he is, uh, great puncher, great fighter in, in every aspect of the word. Right? Cool, amazing. Continue fighting. Stop making stuff look stupid. He looked dumb as hell. Looked like he was cloud chasing. Whether Canelo invited him or not. I was like, yo, I appreciate you, Canelo, but I got to set my own floor for myself. So you enjoy your 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 your, your praise and your glory. Like he should <laughs> he should have been up there. And 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 the ESPN thing, ESPN is trying to big up their fighter. ESPN by by, by saying uh, the the next Latino uh, undisputed fighter, all they're doing is bigging up their fighter Tiofimo and and pretty much throwing some shade on Canelo. That's it. And, I don't know what and, you and yeah, but, uh, I'm go just ahead, waiting. Dude. I'm waiting to go. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put it to you like this. Here's probably what happened, right? Uh, Teofimo's like waving at, at at Canelo, and Canelo's like, "Yeah, come over." And the next thing you know, his dad shows up with like six belts and starts handing them out to his son. But look, uh, G Funky, give me your opinion, um, and then I want to get on to talking about where you guys see Canelo going from here, and also the David Benavides card. That's going to take place. Was this now. the flag he had, uh, Maestro? Was this was this the flag he, they were waving in the room? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. This is the Copacabana flag. Okay, right. mate. Okay, yeah, let's have the flag. I'll say this, man. Like I, I disagree completely with you and Kenny on this one. If it was a clout chase, like he wouldn't have been invited. All right, this was this was planned. Even Teofimo's dad said they they planned to do it to go on there and take the pictures. I'm and sure I mean, they look, did. And look, so let's so let's let's just be honest about shit. Like, what did what did Canelo say to Demetrius Andrade when he busted his post fight press conference? Get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here! I'm gonna beat your fucking ass! Whatever You're a said. horrible you know, like, fighter. A horrible. Want him there? He would have told these people, "Get your ass out of here! What the fuck is wrong with you?" Like, that's a guy that was looking. That's a guy that was looking. 
That's a guy that was looking to fight him, though. No, that's yeah, not a guy. Real quick. Who said you can't roll your R's in Spanish? Uh, uh, in English. Fucking. Uh, Canelo's already doing it. Horrible fighter. You're horrible. Like, well, go ahead. If you're watching the show, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, support everybody right. on here. Please and thank you. And enjoy the content. I think Let's this keep was it going. A, this was an A one hit job here by Maestro on on Tiafimo. I don't know if he's if he's still a little bitter about the one hundred percent. You know what I think it is? I think Maestro's mad. Canelo didn't invite him to stage. You know, he's like, why do you invite me? All right. So look, I've been going to the boxing voice shredding mess. You invite me? You invite this dude? That's what it was. <laughs> uh, well, look, uh, you know, I, I, Ness has his own issues uh, with me and um, my my views that I spread on his show. But look, let me let me get your guys' opinions on this because we were talking about it earlier. I see Canelo having two pathways right now. One would be defending his undisputed title at 168 against the likes of Benavides, against poss- possibly Zach Parker, maybe. Uh, I don't even want to say this, but the dog Durrell, possibly, given that he was a co-feature, um, maybe, maybe the likes of David Morrell Jr., or, uh, you know, going up to 175, taking on the likes of Joe Smith, potentially Baterviev, maybe Bivol, a uh, guy that I would like to see him in there in uh, Zordo. But uh, G-Funky, let me go to you first. What would you like to see next for Canelo? Well, I agree with what he said after the fight. He needs to rest up. He's fought four times now in less than a year. Tremendous work he's put in, become undisputed. Unbelievable run he's had here since the, he yeah. came back from the pandemic. Um, yeah, I think he deserves a rest. Come back in May and uh, get back to work. I definitely don't want to see Anthony Durrell. <laughs> Me um, but I just have a gut feeling that that's where they're going to go. I mean, look, he deserves a soft touch. Don't get me wrong. You know, he's been fighting champions. He's fought three champions already in less than a year. So, like, I, I get it. It's just not a fight that I want to see. Um, but I want to see him. I don't want to see him move to 175. I want to see him stay at 168, reign as the undisputed champion of the world, and, and take on all, all challengers, man. And that would include, you know, Benavidez. Um, I was hoping a certain somebody who was ringside, who talks a lot of shit. Now, this guy is a clout chaser. He didn't even get in the ring to challenge Canelo. He didn't go to the, the post-fight press conference to challenge Canelo. None of that. I was hoping he would say something, but he didn't. But it is what it is. We're going to talk a little bit about that on, on uh, Uncensored right after this. But that's what I want to see. I want to see him stay 168 and just defend there. And uh, D-Style? I actually want to see Canelo defend the belt. I mean, look – one way you could make up for the quote-unquote criticisms, which I think is ridiculous, right? But still, there's some people saying, look, great accomplishment, but, you know, it's a weak division. Uh, you got to fight Dr. saying He's got to fight, uh, you know, Benavides to prove that he's a real deal. So, so I think, this, you know, let's just, just clean, the way you settle that, you clean house. That's what you do, right? Clean house. Beat Benavides. Beat, he just starts shutting them up. Like, no matter who he fights, oh, he's stuck in this guy, that guy. No matter who he fights, right? But all, what you do, you beat all of them, right? Which is what he's doing, right? That That's exactly what he's doing. So, but I have a feeling I, I don't want to be the guy that tells people, like, Santa isn't real. I don't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? But I'm sorry, guys. First off, Santa's not real. I'm sorry, Kenny. You look devastated. Look, 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 Kenny's like, what? <laughs> right? But, but hey, t- 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 look. 
never tell your parents you don't believe in Santa. That's an extra gift. You know what I mean? <laughs> but check it out. We're going to get the Durrell fight. If I was a betting man, we're going to get Anthony Durrell. I think he's been told to say, for, like, I want to fight the winner. They put him on the co-main. He's saying, uh, either I get this fight or I retire. And and I'll be honest, I do not. I, I, I don't, I'm not going to get up for that fight. I just don't want to see that fight. Um, I do not want to see Canelo fight Anthony Durrell. I just I hope that fight doesn't happen. But I think we're going to have the fight happen, okay? The only way I'll be okay with it is if Canelo then fights Benavides, right? Because now you have, like, that common opponent. And, oh, who beat Durrell better? And then, like, why don't you fight the guy that already beat Durrell? Then they could, and I believe that's what they're going to use to set up Benavides later on. It's what well, I that's believe. that's my main issue, D Star. I don't have anything against. And by the him. way, we're definitely going to have David Benavides back on ATP. Oh, I hope so. Mm-hmm. I hope so. It was a pleasure to interview him the first time with Kenny, and even more so. Um, I wouldn't say more so, but uh, the second time he came on, and 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 I did it. I, I would have said the only reason I say more so is because you know next time if Kenny does get on, I hope he gets to get in a few more questions because. Um, anyways, I don't need to go into that whole backstory. Uh, the, 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 the fact of the matter is that my issue with 168 pounds D style, and I love the idea of guys kind of planting their flag in a division and doing what Monzone did, doing what Hagler did, doing what B-Hop did, doing what Joe Calzaghe and many others have done and kind of rack up title defenses. Yeah. Uh, my issue is that part of doing that, unfortunately for Canelo right now, would include taking on the likes of like a Zach Parker or what you just laid out, a uh, Dog Durrell, Anthony Dog Durrell, who I have a lot of respect for. You know, cancer survivor, came back from a horrible motorcycle crash, two-time world champion. I love the way he fights. He's never in boring fights, really. But he's not at the level right now that Canelo is at. And I think that if Canelo does go to 175, and the only reason I favor this is because I'd rather him take on a Joe Smith than take on a Dog Durrell or take on a, a Zurdo Ramirez than take on a Zach Parker. Um, Kenny, what do you think about that? Uh, I 100% rather see him go to 175. I think there's more greatness uh, in chasing four more belts than defending the title that you've already obtained. Uh, that's just my opinion. You know, uh, Beat the bigger dudes up and show that, yo, you could really – I mean, he's already shown that he could really fight, but show that you can really fight beyond the belief that people already had that you can fight. You know, that's that for me is the biggest greatness that he can chase, you know, uh, going undisputed in another weight class. Uh, who, who's done that? You know, I, I, I don't know anybody in history who's done that. So if, if he wants, I think that that would cement stamp him as, yo, this guy is one of the greatest fights fighters ever for sure. And I, I already think he's the, the greatest Mexican fighter uh, that, that there is, you know. And I think that that would, again, be able to, for him to stamp him and be like, I am the greatest Mexican fighter, you know. And it, it, it just stamp him. It would cement him as the GOAT. It, it would, man. I just think that um, he just looks so good at this weight, you know. Like, I feel like this is his weight class right now. And if a motherfucker wants to see Canelo – you come to his weight class. He ain't chasing nobody at this point, man. He looks great. He's in his prime. To me, this is his best weight. 
And um, I, I feel like that's what they're going to do. But, I mean, damn, if he does go up and, and do that, wow, that would be an unbelievable accomplishment. Amazing, though. Like, I mean, there's only – I think there's only been – one guy that did it in the three belt era, and I believe it's Evander Holyfield. I I said that last time I was live with Joe, and nobody corrected me, so I assume it's true. And in the four belt era, I mean, Usyk obviously wants to do it. Um, he'll have to beat Joshua second time, and then he'd have to beat Fury, uh, which is no small feat. But that's the goal that he set for himself. Pretty if Usyk. Yeah, very, very tall, tall goal to, to set for yourself. But guys like Usyk, that's what gets them out of bed in the morning, you know, that those kind of goals. And we spoke about his warrior spirit on the round table. If you haven't seen that, make sure you check that out. Uh, how, how on, tall on is Fury? Fury's six foot nine. I didn't know this stack shit that high, but that's crazy. No, that's fine. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. So. Uh, but but if Canelo can do that, I mean, he goes down uh, in the pantheons of the greats if he isn't already there. I mean, he's just kind of climbing the ladder uh, of greatness in a way that I just personally don't see him doing if he beats up guys like the dog Durrell and uh, Zach Parker and even David Morrell Jr. You mean Zach Ryder? No, Zach Parker, the uh, the British fighter, the English. Is another Zach? Yes, he's, 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 he's ranked he's ranked at num he's ranked number one in the WBO right now. He fights, I believe, for Frank Warren's Queensbury promotions. That's where I last saw him I, anyway. I wanted to see if B was listening, and he is. I knew he would comment if he was listening. <laughs> I knew it. That's blasphemous. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so yeah, I look I, let me know, guys, in the chat. You know, I put the poll up there, you know. Uh, the first poll was very decisive. No surprise there. People be- agree with Maestro and Kenny T. Uh, they agree with Mano a Mano. Uh, Canelo is the first and only four belt uh, undisputed world champion Latino. Okay, so the chats agreed with that. Let's see what the chat has to say about whether or not Canelo should go up to 175 or stay at 168. I'll throw this to you, D-Style, because I was debating Ness yesterday. He got quite upset with me for saying that I didn't think uh, that um, Canelo should go after Oscar Rivas and take on the uh, Bridgerweight world champion. Uh, I mentioned the the fact that Bridgerweight, I felt, was a publicity stunt, um, naming a new division and a new belt uh, after a boy who had the unfortunate, uh, you know, problem of being mauled by by a dog i think that's it's the weirdest thing to name a title and a new boxing division yeah. after that but ness took are, offense are you and he against thinks, that child maestro is that, that what's going i'm on? not a, i'm not against that child i'm against the cynical play of using this boy's tragedy to publicize your, hey, your organization I, I and name, a, you, name a title after him. i agree with you i think marisho sort of much a run for politics i mean i think he would be really good at it you know, like yeah. he, would, he would pass bills named after like a child that survived cancer. Like, like as soon as you would criticize the bill, like, like how dare you uh, insult a child that that beat cancer? Like, you know, like it's yeah, it's it's, it's <laughs> almost it's 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 almost as if he named it Bridgerweight because he knew that it would be lambasted and ridiculed. So to, to, he he tried to protect it by well, taking a tragedy and inserting 
in, anyways, my, I'm getting off of my question. No, my question I don't is, think Canelo should, should go, he go to face Rivas. No, it's no. no, okay. just random. That's random as fuck. And in my opinion, no offense to Ness, that's his way of overcompensating for the way he's justified tank jumping up weight classes, fighting nobody. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's what that is. So he could say, oh, see, I want guys to move up and wait. And how about we just have dudes fight the best in a division? Now, one could argue that Canelo's already done that, but. There is a guy called David Benavides that I would like to see him fight. Okay. Yeah, and for anybody yeah. saying, oh, but he would beat him. Like, like, I'm tired of those fans. Like, like, how about we see the fight? How about that? Yeah, how about yeah, we, we can't see the damn fight. fight? Come on. You know, like, yeah. I can't stand that shit either. Like, oh, but he'll beat him anyway. Well, let's see him beat him then. I, I, I Benavides is 80 bucks for that. You know, ben, look, Plant was probably the, um, you know, he was a big he was a big guy, you know, for 168, and so was David Benavides. These are good guys to fight before he moves up and conquers 175. You want to fight no, big men in your division before you move up. I agree. And I, you know, people say, oh, maestro, you're a hater for saying this. But I felt that Plant hadn't really earned the right to represent mm-hmm. this PBC, quote-unquote, uh, against Canelo. I always thought that he should have had to take on Benavides a guy who was a world champion, a guy who was stripped uh, of, of his title and was working his way back up. To, I mean, if you're the PBC, if you're premier boxing champions, why don't you get it sorted out who your premier boxing champion at 168 is first and then take on Canelo? That was always my thought, but they swerved was- David Benavides Jr. and they, they, they offered a plant on, on, a, on a plate. You know, Canelo's like, thank you very much. I'll take that. Uh, and we'll see. We'll see what happens next. Let's see who we got on here. We got somebody joining us. What's up, brother? We're gonna get ready for the show. But um, uh, have a good one. Shout out to Mano Amano. Subscribe. Right. Hit the like button, guys. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, get, on, bro. No problem. Get ready for HCP Uncensored. They're gonna be up next. We got Duval Grind, my brother from Florida. I don't know if you're still based out of the Sunshine State. You know, it's good to see that the COVID cases are, have plummeted down there. Seems like shit uh, has normalized itself. Duval, what's what's good, bro? Oh, Duval looks like he's got a, a bad. Uh, okay, oh, yeah, we got you now, Duval. Sorry, I had to uh, had to have the the what's called my uh, my car. But uh, Don't worry about it. I did want to talk about. Um, about the whole uh, Canelo moving up to 175 thing. And uh, I don't know who it was that said that he would be the top, um, the number one greatest uh, Mexican if he isn't already right now. That, uh, that's me. I, I, I agree that he already is the number one Mexican fighter. But I think that that would make it unquestionable. Can no, no, no Mexican fighter can be like, oh, I'm better than you. I did such and such. I had 100-plus fights. So, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, no most definitely. I, I would definitely say, because, see, as, as someone who has not been in the, like, been watching boxing as much as, you know, D Styles, you, or uh, Maestro, I'm only 25 years old. So I wasn't around to see, like, you know, Chavez Sr. I wasn't around to see Carlo, I mean, uh, I wasn't around to see like the the best years of Antonio Barrera, at least like you know where I could like analyze it and be like, you know, not have like a recency bias to it. So like for me, I have a recency bias for Canelo, 
makes sense. But you know, from what I hear from you know other Mex other Mexican you know Mexican fans, you know they hold Chavez Chavez Senior. They hold um, Juan Manuel Marquez, who I would definitely also hold up there as well. But the thing is that Canelo, if if he were to be undisputed at another division. I don't think like because I, I like I I have to ask a question: Was Chavez fighting during a time where there was multiple belts? He was. He was fighting during a time when there were three belts. The IBF came around in the eighties, and the WBC and WBA had already existed prior to that. So when he was fighting, there were three belts: the WBA, the WBC, and the IBF. Okay, and did he have, and I and see again. I'm asking the questions because, like I said, I'm not the best historian. Because again, recently, and I wasn't around. He never was undisputed those divisions, was he? I believe, but, I believe he was undisputed. Um, it, but it was a it, like I said, it was a it was a different it was a different era, and that's kind of the difficulty of comparing things because I mean there were people who were undisputed when there was one like championship essentially the wba and there was people who were undisputed when there were two the wba and the wbc and then when there were three um and then like they eventually went up to four so i believe that he held the wbc and ibf at a certain point i don't remember if he held the wba so i think he was unified he definitely held the ring magazine title but chat, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, was he? Did he hold the WBC, WBF? Sorry, WBC, WBA, and IBF titles all at the same time? I don't. I don't think he did. I know he uh, held them at separate times. Um, I don't think. I don't know if he held all three at the same time though. But chat, let me know about that. I'm, I'm looking it up on Google. I definitely don't see anything about him being. Okay, so undisputed. Joe Joe Habib, who's somebody who 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 I trust a lot agrees with what I was saying that he didn't hold all three at, at the same time, uh, which is what I felt uh, he had it done. But I'll, I'll look, I'll look it up in, in more for sure. He held a WBC. We know that um, he held that multiple times. Um, I believe he also held the IBF. If I remember correctly. But, um, well, the thing is that the fact that we're asking these questions and everything, yeah. but like, like I said, if Canelo moves up in weight, yeah. actually, to be honest, even if he doesn't go undisputed, say, like, you know, promotion problems, you know, like, say, like basically, like, all the stuff that kept, like, hap that kept the Caleb Plant fight from happening for, you know, a while and everything. Mm -hmm. Say he were, you know, to at least unify, like, two of the belts and take the, lin like, the lineal, like, if there's a lineal belt at that division, at that division, he takes that belt as well. I would definitely say he's uh, he's up there. Like, like who who else would you put in the like who's who would you put in your top five? I, I mean, of course, you know, Chavez well, Jr. You would have you know May Marquez. The names the names that you always hear about are Salvador Sanchez. Yeah, Salvador uh, Sanchez. Julio says uh, Chavez. Uh, Finito Lopez usually comes up, um, and then Barrera uh, will will come up a lot amongst. Uh, Barrera fans, uh, as will Eric Morales amongst uh, El Terrible fans. I always throw in Juan Manuel Marquez because I think that actually he's better than both of those guys. And I was a huge fan of El Terrible, but I I think that that Marquez was um, 
was even was even better uh, than him. But you know, there it, it depends how how far how far back you want to go. I mean, you've got Ruben Oliveres, you've got uh, Carlos Zarate, you've got uh, who am I forgetting? Um, I feel like I there, feel there, like there, there are a lot of good old time fighters, and then there was also a bunch of a couple Cuban fighters actually who had who had moved over to 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 uh to mexico and they i mean they they were mexican citizens too uh yeah. guys like sugar ramos um if our memory serves me well you also got uh trying to think about some names off the top of my head lupe pintor was a great fighter uh, but, uh daniel zaragoza like they're, they're, you're, you're mexico has so many so yeah. many fighters you, uh, great saying, fighters. You, you're making a huge list and you can definitely go on forever but yeah. the only guy who's ever brought up in comparison to Canelo as could be the best Mexican fighter is Chavez. It's always Chavez. Uh, because, yeah. uh, because of the 100-plus fights. But well, well, Chavez, well Chavez, Chavez, he's being compared Chavez to his dad. He's being compared he, to his dad. Because remember, Chavez, Chavez Sr. sees Canelo as his real son. Well, uh-huh. oh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but like, nah, Chavez, Chavez Sr. also fought a bunch of bums at a certain point. Like... It, it, yeah, it, it, his record. Well, see, is, well, see, that's what I. That's what that, I've heard. That like, that's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. After a certain while, he just fought a bunch of bums. I don't see Canelo fighting bums. And if Canelo was to get a hundred fight fights and fighting bums, what is that going to cement him uh, further as being the greatest Mexican fighter or the greatest fighter of all time? Uh, well, hell, see, well, hell see, no. He, well, see, the thing is that see, for Canelo, if you were to fight bums, like see, in this day day and age of having you know the internet. And stuff like that. You could do the research on a lot of these, you know, fighters are fighting. It's like, you know, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying, like, again, I don't know the mindset of fighter of fans back then. But, like, I guarantee you a lot of people, like, at the time, they didn't see as, like, Chavez's opponents being bums. They no, look, no, but but to be honest, Duval, they were stay busy fights, which is a lost art form. Fighters yeah. back then fought, and they fought regularly. Uh, fighters of that era would literally fight at least once a month, sometimes a couple times a month. And oh, we between, know one of them, Sugar Ray Robinson. Yeah, between major title fights, they would take on lesser level opponents to keep sharp. Uh, Ali famously went on a tour where he fought a national heavyweight champions, like the champion of this country, the champion of that country. So, look, there's a long history of uh, Duval. I gotta let you go. Uh, we have reached our end. We gotta throw people over to HCP Uncensored. But All do right. come back. Email me if you want the link. We'll bring you back another time. Always great talking to you, Duval Grind. Um, uh, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure, brother. You have a good one, man. You take care. So that was Duval Grind, Kenny. Look, you know, we ruffled some feathers today. Um, but uh, look, I'm going to stand by what I said. The chat agreed with me. Canelo's the first undisputed Mexican champ, the first undisputed Latino champ. It is what it is. Teofimo Lopez, he's got to fight Devin Haney. Um, it looks, though, that people do want to see Canelo move up to – sorry, stay at 168 and defend the titles a little bit. That actually also won in the landslide. So, look, it was a great show as always, Kenny. I want to thank all of the people that tuned in live. Make sure you move over to HCP uncensored right now it's uh start time over there uh the link is in the chat make sure you head over there make sure you support my brother g funky my brother d style it is monday night this is the best network of boxing channels it is hcp is war go over right now 
and click on G Funky Boxing. Tune in to HCP Uncensored for the second hour of our Monday night of back-to-back shows. Kenny T, always a pleasure, bro. Uh, Thank you so much. Chat, thank you so much. We are out of here, and we will see you next week. Tune in to HCP tomorrow with D-Style and the Roundtable Thursday night. Joe Habib brings out a reporter Sunday night. We will be back next time. Bye-bye, everybody.